Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. For the next 90 minutes, we're going to be talking sports and having fun doing. I want all your ideas, all your opinions, and all your beliefs. And of course, as always, you'll get a heavy dose of my opinion. If you have an opinion number to call 646 727 3070. 646 727 3070. You can listen to the show. BlockTalkRadio.com slash PGAN. Send messages to the show on Twitter at GoForAgain. And while you're there at Twitter, on Twitter, at go for again. Give me a follow, G-O-F-O-R-I-T-G-A-N-T. Great show lined up for you today. Expect it to be joined by Arizona Cardinals defensive tackle, Rodney Gunter. He'll be joining us. The Arizona Cardinals, big victory in Seattle, big-time victory in Seattle, 39-32. Arizona 7-2. Arizona on top of the NFC West. Arizona right now looking like one of the best teams in the NFC. I know Carolina's 9-0, but Arizona is a tough, tough football team. So we're going to talk to Rodney Gunter about that. Also, Jeremy Curley of the New York Jets is going to be joining us today. We're going to talk to Jeremy about the Jets. Jets have a big game coming up. Jets have the Houston Texans coming. And, you know, Calvin Pry of the New York Jets says that this game – is a must-win football game for the New York Jets. So we'll see what happens, but we're going to talk to Jeremy Curley about that and ask him about that. And also Hall of Famer Willie Rofe will be joining us as well. He's going to talk all things NFL. i got to talk about what I saw last night with Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors. The, 13, the now 13-0 Golden State Warriors. The defending champion Golden State Warriors. A team that last night rallied from a 23-point deficit against the Los Angeles Clippers. 23-point deficit. And, you know, just take a look at the fourth quarter. Steph Curry, crazy. Been crazy this whole season. Best three-point shooter off the dribble. Maybe the best three-point shooter in the history of this game. He's amazing. Eight for nine. You know, Steph Curry scored 40 points. The Warriors shot eight for nine on three-pointers in the fourth quarter. As a team, when you shoot those type of numbers from downtown, you're a tough team to beat, and and, and you can overcome 23-point deficits easily. But this team is 13-0. This team... They shoot the basketball, they defend, 
And they may have one of the best players in the game, maybe the best player in the game is Steph Curry. I'm not prepared to say that. But my goodness, he had an MVP season last year, and he's been he's been better this year than last year. He's been better this year than last year. 13 games in, and and he's averaging more points. I mean, his his numbers at this point is like ridiculous. I mean, we're 13 games in. Just 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 compare. From last season, you know, obviously he played 80 games. He's only 32 ga- 13 games in this season. But last year he averaged 23 points. This year at this point, 13 games in, 34 points per game. Shooting percentage up uh, from downtown, uh, not from downtown, from the field, up 4%. Three, three and some change. Uh, Three-point shooting up a percentage, up a percentage point. I mean, he's and he's taking more shots. Last season averaged 16 shots a game. Now he's up five shots a game. But he's still 52% from the field. You shoot 52% from the field, I mean, you can shave, take a lot of shots. Because if you're, if, if you're shooting that kind of number from the field, then, you know, that, you're big time. And by the way, I pointed this out last week, but this dude, it, 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 he shoots um, 11, three, 11 threes per game, but he's making almost half of them. He's ridiculous. This Warriors team is ridiculous. They're 13-0. and 0. The talk is now, can they win 70? And I say, if they stay healthy like they did last season, why not? If they can stay healthy the way they did last season. And last season, they were healthy. They were the pillar of health. Like I said, you see Steph Curry, he played 80 games last season. 80 games. 80 games last season for Steph. So you look at, you know, this is your big guy. And you get 80 games out of your big guy, your best player, and he's coming back with, he's even better. He's coming back better. Now they're 13-0. 13-0. Wow. And it's almost like, you know what you feel with these Warriors on some level, that, Maybe because they're you know you got to talk in the offseason. Not that a little talking myself, do a little chirping, in, in, in terms of okay, you avoided the Spurs, okay, you, you avoided the Clippers, you know you you you, you had a, a nice road to the NBA Finals. You really did, and, and I think you know they 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 heard that talk, and, and I think that talk has has maybe. Um, has really driven this football basketball team and really pushed this basketball team to go to greater heights, maybe 72 games, or maybe at least 70. Possible, very possible. I mean, 13 and 0 at this point, and they had some near. They had some, you know. Last night was a was a was the one maybe they could have lost. Uh, the other night against the Nets was the one you know they could have lost. Brooke Lopez had that, you know, had that bunny. They're off the alley-oop from the uh, out-of-bounds. They had that. Toronto was there. Maybe some questionable calls there. So they've, they've had their moments. They've had their moments where where you were like, okay, mm, they, they they got through. They got by. But now they got Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler says he wants some, wants some time on Steph Curry. We'll see how Jimmy Butler does. But Jimmy Butler wants some time on Steph Curry. They got the Bulls tonight. At Denver on Sunday, the Lakers on Tuesday, Phoenix 
at Phoenix on Friday and Sacramento on Saturday. So let's just look at uh, the next week. And then they close out with Utah on Monday at Utah. Six games. Can they go 19-0? I mean, it's very possible. But I see a loss somewhere. I'm thinking maybe the Utah Jazz. Uh, uh, Utah Jazz, a, a very good basketball team, young, talented basketball team, 6-5 and five at this point, but it's in Utah. And and I like I, th- I think Utah gets them. I think they get by Chicago. I, I think they get by at Denver. They beat the Lakers. I think they get by Phoenix. I think they get Sacramento. But I think going to Utah, in Utah on a Monday night, I think it's where they get clipped. So I think when it's all said and done, this thing will they'll end it at 18-0. They'll be 18-0 when it's all said and done. But in terms of 70 games, health. If they stay healthy, I, I, 70 games is, is, is more than possible. It, it, I mean, if they stay healthy, I, I guess you could say 70 games might be likely. Might be likely. And, and because this team, they, they, they really they shoot the basketball well, but not only do they shoot the basketball well, as I said before, they defend. They, they, they're just not a beautiful offensive basketball team. They defend as well. They defend. This team, the way they defend, this team, the way they shoot the basketball, this team, the way, you know, they're just, they look like they're poised to do it again. They they look like they're poised to repeat. They look like they're poised to go back to the NBA Finals and maybe beyond. But we'll see what happens in the Western Conference. The Western Conference is not going to be easy. You know, San Antonio, if they stay healthy, they're going to be there, of course. You know, you, so you've got to watch them. Dallas is playing some decent ball, but OKC is going to be there. Clippers are going to be there as well. So it's not going to be smooth sailing to the NBA Finals when, for the Golden State Warriors. But I think at this point they've shown us enough to, to say that they are most definitely, you know, at this point in the season – up 13 and no and you know up to a 13 and no start and 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 now you know obviously in position to possibly get 70 to to reach the bulls and what the bulls did in getting that 70 many moons ago and that was many moons ago 1996 in the 1990s and you know we've been talking here about the comparisons this team to the 1996 bulls and you know, whether or not they could beat this team. and I don't know. I, you know, Michael Jordan, that's all you have to say. Anytime you say Michael Jordan, I say, okay, you're going to have a difficult time. Michael Jordan. And Michael Jordan in his prime. And this is a team, what? They got off to a 2-4, and 5-0 start, lost one game, then won 2-4, five more, so they were 10-1 and at one point. Then they lost another one, ten and ten and two, at one point went two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve, thirteen, what twenty, what twenty three and two at one point. I mean, so they had, and you know, you talk about winning streaks of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen game win streak there, mixed in there. You know, two, four, six, seven game win streak mixed in there. Two, four, six, 
six-game win streak, two, four, six-game win streak. I mean, this is a team with a bunch of win streaks, big-time win streaks, throughout the course of that uh, uh, 72-win season, two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve, fifteen-game win streak. I mean, they they, they really, you got to really play big-time basketball and, and really, really set the pace and really be committed to winning and really stay healthy if you want to win 70 games, let alone 72 games. So it should be fun to see what happens with the Golden State Warriors. Actually, I hope they get it. Why not? Why not? I like history. I hope somebody goes undefeated in the NFL as well. When we come back, we're going to be joined by New York Jets wide receiver Jeremy Curley. You're listening to Go Forward on Block Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Go For It, Donald Faison. Your Knicks have the best chance out east, though. I will say that. The Knicks have the best chance in the Eastern Conference to beat the Miami Heat. The Knicks have had some success against the Miami Heat in the regular season, but I just don't see anything in the playoffs time. When the playoffs come, it doesn't mean anything. I was trying to throw you a bone, man. I was trying to get your, nah. your hopes up. Come on, man. I'm a realist, <laughs> too, man. <laughs> Actor Robbie Jones. Well, we know that you know. We know that you can tempt married women. We've seen you. You, you have a pedigree. We see what you can do. We've seen it. I would never bring my wife around you. I just don't know what you're capable of. Come on now. Come on now. Come on now. That's all. That's not Robbie. That's called butter. All right. Sounds good. Thank you so much. You're very, very good at your job. Thank you, sir. Make it fun. You really do. <laughs> and we're back. Go for it. BlogTalkRadio.com. Paul Gain here talking sports, having fun doing it. I'm going to bring in a guy now, right now, New York Jets, 5-4 and four at this point of the season. If the season were to end today, and still a lot of football to be played, but if the season were to end today, the New York Jets would be on the outside looking in. Team started out well. 4-1, now lost three out of our last four, including a tough loss to Rex Ryan and the Buffalo Bills. But Jets are looking to get back on the good foot, and they travel to Houston to play the Houston Texans. We're going to talk to a guy who's preparing to travel to Houston and play the Houston Texans. Let's bring him in now, wide receiver for the New York Jets, Jeremy Carley. Jeremy. Yo. How are you, man? I'm doing good, man. Thanks for joining us. Man, thank y'all for having me, man. Tough loss against the New York Jets. I mean, excuse me, against the Buffalo Bills. Rex Ryan in the Buffalo Bills, 22-17. to You guys turned it over four times in that game. As a whole, what went wrong against the Buffalo Bills? Uh, I mean, I just think it, it started out. It started out bad for us. It just seemed like we couldn't, we couldn't click, man. Just everything just started you know, going against us or whatever. So in a team like in a team like that, you know, our credit to Buffalo, they got an explosive team right now. You know, they got a, a good receiving core, running backs nice, good defense. So, you know, like they got ballers on that team too. But with a team like sure. that, though, you got to come out fast. And I think we came out kind of flat. Okay, okay. And did – the Rex Ryan factor have anything to do with you guys maybe coming out flat? Maybe you guys really wanted to get this game, really wanted to beat Rex. Did that did that have an effect on anything? I mean, honestly, man, 
I, I think it, I think it it did to some guys. Some guys it was personal. You know, to other guys it was just a division game that we were trying to trying to clinch. But uh, to me, to me, man, it was it was. I was happy to see those guys across the sideline, man. You know, um, but once that game started, it was our business. So uh, sure. I can't speak for every, I can't speak for everybody else, but for myself, you know, it wasn't it wasn't personal. It wasn't me trying to get back at Rex or any of those guys. Like I, I got nothing but respect for those guys and what they do. At the end of the day, you know, Rex is a businessman like everybody else. So, uh, but I, I I can say, you know, it was it was. It was a high, high, intense game from from jump. Let me ask you this now: We we saw Ik and Impali. Uh, you know, he was one of the captains for the Bills in that particular football game. Something Rex has done with other players throughout over the years. Did you have a little bit of an issue with seeing Ik and Impali as the captain after what happened between him and Geno Smith? Oh uh, man, I, I know I know how Rex is. I know, uh, you know, any any former team that one of his players played for, you know, he usually makes that guy a captain for that week. So I didn't I didn't take it personal, you know, and I I'm still friends to this day with IK. You know, IK is a good dude. We from we really from around the same way. So okay, whatever whatever happened between him and Gino, you know, that just that was between him and Gino. You know that that didn't happen between me and him, so I lost no respect for him. That's still my dude. I still rock with him the same way. But, but let me ask you this, and I know that's your guy, I know that's your boy. You you kind of grew up with him and everything. But uh, did did it, did it does it did it bother you at all when when that whole I know that whole thing went down this summer and everything a long time ago. But did, did it bother you to see, you know, people talk about IK and, and Polly the way they did? Um, I just feel like I felt like a lot of guys they didn't know exactly what went down. This is like if if I don't if I don't know what happened and if I don't know the full story, and to this day I still don't know the full story. So I don't necessarily speak on the subject because I'm not educated enough to speak on the subject right. in the right way. So a lot of people they just seen it as. Well, this guy who, you know, whatever, whatever, not making that much money, you know, trying to make a, you know, trying to make a spot on the team. Well, he hit the starting quarterback now. You know what I'm saying? So from Jump Street, it just it just right. looked bad. For sure. But we we didn't we didn't know we didn't know Ak's motive for doing what he did. Like nobody nobody really knows except for him and Gino. So right. I feel like you know a lot of people they already put put that judgment on them before they knew exactly what was going on. Did that affect – that didn't affect your relationship with Geno Smith at all, did it? Of course not, man. I, I got okay. I got, I got relationships with, with people for different reasons for, for – Right. You know, for whatever my reasons are. Like, you know, it's – I'm not going to hold a grudge on Geno because I'm friends with IK and I'm not going to hold a, a grudge on IK because right. I'm – you know what I mean? Right. No, I, I, at the end of the day, it's, it's between two grown men and – you know, you 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 know, you do what you do. They do what they do at the end exactly. of the day. So we we exactly. get with everything you're saying. We're talking to Jets wide receiver Jeremy Curley. And, and Jeremy, I look at you guys now. Off to that, you know, four and one start. You got off to a great start. Now you lost three out of the last four. What's been the problem during this slump? 
Um, I mean, I just, I, I think, uh, I think we just gotta get, gotta get our swag back a little bit. You know, we came out hot, and uh, you know, like any, like any season, any NFL team, you know, you get injuries, and uh, you know, guys gotta step up in certain positions. So I kind of feel like we lost our identity uh, there for a while. Excuse me, our identity, you know, on both sides of the ball, offensively and defensively. So, um. Anytime, you know, you kind of you lose your identity, you know, you kind of start playing other people's game, and, and we weren't playing our game. And I right. think once we get that back, you know, and it'll come it'll come sooner than later. You know, it's just a feeling. And uh, once we get that back, we'll be all right. We're talking to Jets wide receiver Jeremy Curley, and Calvin Breyer called this a, a must-win game against the Houston Texans. Do you agree? Um, almost, man. Almost. I mean, it's it's a uh, you know obviously it's out of division game, but still, it's these games in November they come down to uh, they come down to the wire, man. And it's almost like you you rather lose early than late, and uh, it's it's starting to get late, man. So these are the games that you know you want to kind of put in your rearview mirror at the end of the day, like you know, well we got that one now, we good. Let's get another one. We want to collect these wins as they come. For sure, for sure, and, and you know any any win in the NFL is difficult. So, like you said, you want to collect those wins as they come, and you want to get back on the good foot. I, I look at you guys now, and, and Ryan Fitzpatrick. Now he had thumb issue; he had surgery about six days ago. How does Fitzpatrick look? Do you expect him to be ready on Sunday? Um, I can't. I mean, he looked good. You know, he practiced a little bit. The dude looks good. Um, I don't. I don't know. You know exactly what what his status is, you know, with the coaches or with the trainers, if he's going to play or not. But uh, he looks good. <laughs> so you expect to see him on Sunday at the end of the day? Yeah, yeah, I, I would expect to see okay. him. Okay. And he, he's going back to Houston. He played with the Texans last season. Does this game mean a little extra to him, you think, at all? Uh, Yeah, I, mean, I think anybody who, you know, gets to play against you know, a team that, that they were just with, you know, obviously he's probably making every, you know, every effort to make sure he's on the field. So, right. yeah, I think I think, he, I think he definitely wants to try to get out there. And, you know, if anything, man, just try to see some of his old teammates. That's what I would want to do. Okay. All right. Let me ask you this now. You're a Texas boy. I, I, I put it on Google. Austin is about two hours and 47 minutes from Houston. You gonna have some family in the building on Sunday? So you think I ain't? <laughs> I'm, gonna have a whole, I'm gonna have a whole bunch of family there, man. You know, supposed okay. to have somewhere, somewhere around forty something people there. So got a lot of love. Man. Okay, all right. So uh, being that you know you're kind of going home on some level, being that you're gonna have forty plus people in the building supporting you, is, is this is this the game where you you're kind of looking to to show out? Uh, I mean, honestly, to be to be real with you, I don't know for whatever reason, man. When my family comes, I usually <laughs> I don't want to jinx myself. I usually uh, I usually don't play good. Well, I guess I don't okay. jinx myself. It'll work out in my favor. So hopefully, <laughs> this this breaks that trend, and when they come, and I put on a show or whatever. But um, my any time that my family gets a chance to just come and see me, they're my biggest supporters anyway. So. Right. You know, I definitely want to, you know, make them happy. And if anything, man, make the trip worthwhile. 
nine games into the season for you now at this point. Are you are talk about your play? Are you happy with what you've done at this point? You feel like there's some things you can do better. Talk about Jeremy Curley nine weeks into uh, this NFL season, nine games into this NFL season. Talk about what he's done to this point. Um, I, I mean, I feel like I'm my own worst critic, so I always feel like it's it's something I could do better. It's something I could improve on. Um, obviously, I'm not playing that much uh, right. on the offensive side of the ball, so I try to step my game up uh, wherever I'm needed at. Um, but I, I feel like, you know, as far as punt return, like, punt return is one of those things, you know, it's either it's either there or it's not. You know, if it's there, you make something of it. If it's not, you know, you kind of got to get what you can and, you know, live to see another day. But, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm happy with my play. You know, I always okay. – football is fun for me. You know, it's it's business first, don't get me wrong or whatever, but man, it's still a game. Man. It's just a game to me. You know, I'm blessed to play this game, so every time I step on the field, man, I'm going to have fun. Right. We're talking to Jets wide receiver Jeremy Curley. And, 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 Jeremy, this Houston Texans team and this defense, this defense played big time against the Bengals last week on Monday night. They got after Andy Dalton pretty good. How do you guys slow down that pass rush uh, with the Texans? Uh, I think our offense is one of the best offenses uh, in the league right now. You know, okay. and that's, I don't, I don't, you know, really care what anybody else thinks. That's just me. How I think, you know, I think we got the best in the league. So I think they'll have their hands full um, with the guys that they got over there in Houston. But I think Houston will have their hands full with the guys that we got. Okay. So All right. It'll be, it'll be, a, it'll be a good game. It'll be one to watch. <laughs> What do you guys need to do to get back to your winning ways against the Texans? What, what, what have you seen on film? What do you guys need to do to to get back to the to the Jets that we saw, for the four and one Jets? What do you guys need to do against the Texans to make the four and one Jets appear? Man, we got to get that identity and that swag back, man. When we get that back, notice when I say when we get that back, we'll get that back, mm-hmm. man. Uh, you'll definitely you'll definitely see a different you'll see a different change. You'll see that four and one Jets. So it's just it's not a matter of if, it's just a matter of when. Exactly. Okay. All right. We're talking to Jets wide receiver Jeremy Curley. And, and, and let me ask you this now. I mean, you, you got this denim line out there, JK11 line. You got some clothes out there. You talk about swag. You seem to be a guy that has that swag, if you will. And, and you got the clothing line to, to back that swag. Talk about that clothing line. Yeah, um I just started uh I just started a denim uh a denim clothing line. Yeah, it's something that I'm I'm you know, very happy with. Growing up as a child, you know, you didn't really have I didn't really have a lot of you know, a lot of outlets or whatever or a lot of money, you know, in that fact to kinda dress how I wanted to dress and style how I wanted to style. So, you know, the NFL gave me a you know, an opportunity to kind of, you know, let my personality as far as, you know, clothing and fashion come out a little bit. So, um I, I definitely I definitely dipped into um a little bit of everything, man, and just my, my denim line is is it's it's for everybody. I try to make it to where it's not just catering to one to one type of uh one type of individual. You know, everybody can wear them. It's comfortable, it's loose, it's 
It's nice. It looks good. It's, it's everything. So this denim line is on fleek, as they like to say. <laughs> yeah, it's on fleek, man. <laughs> All right, all right. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm on, I'm on your website, JeremyCurley. dot com. I'm checking out these T-shirts. A nice logo, get logo you got there, JK11. So, so this is, this is, this looks big time, man. Looks like you, you know, you're gonna, you're gonna do some big things with this. I mean, how, how much fun is this for you, man? It's, I'm, a, I'm a kid in the candy store, man. Like, I don't take, I don't take life too serious, you know, for anybody who. Who does? You know, I kind of, I don't feel bad for you, but you know, I just want to tell you, you know, <laughs> everybody got to go one day. You can't miss it. So, you know, why you why you living life, man? Just have fun, man. I take everything for what it is, man. I have fun with this. Like I say, man, it's, I, I play a kid's game, man, and I get paid real good for it. You know, sure. my mom, she 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 makes, you know, I make what she makes in two games. So. You know what I mean? It's you got to be blessed with what you got, and I'm I'm blessed, man. So every day that I wake up, I try to think at it like that, and uh, that's just what helps me. You know, that's kind of what I live by. So you're way up. You're blessed. Way up. I'm blessed, man. <laughs> so you know, obviously, you, you know, you got the clothing line, you, you got some money in your pocket. You play you play a kids game. You get paid handsomely for it. You got Thanksgiving coming up. Obviously, you got a lot to be thankful for. But let me ask you this, man: uh, a guy with your type of money, what, what's that Thanksgiving spread look like? I mean, what, what's that look like? You know, take us through it. Man, you remember, you remember Peter Pan when they wish for the food? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Okay, all right. Something like that. It lives good, man. I'm from the south, so you know I overdo everything. I gotta make sure I got enough for for two weeks. <laughs> I'm wow. doing good for two weeks. Let, let me ask you this: you, Are you going to have chitterlin, uh, chitlins? Nah, man, we don't. We don't. We don't. We do chitlins for New Year's. Okay. We do chitlins right. for for New Year's. So, I have. Uh, I have. I had a ham. I have the turkey. Um, okay. I had okay. a ham. I had a ham sitting in some, in sitting in some coke for about two days. Oh. You no. Know, okay. Not a lot of not a lot of people not a lot of people know about that. Had a honey ham Coke sitting soda. in the Coke. Yeah, club Coke soda, man. Then I have uh, probably had me some green bean casserole. That'd probably be my best thing. All right, all right. So, uh, yeah, man, I can't give away too much stuff, but we get down in the curly house. <laughs> I see, I see. I mean, uh, it sounds good, man. You got my mouth watering right now. So, so fan, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> fan, make sure you go to his website, jeremycurly.com. Hit this man up on Twitter at jcurly underscore 11. Support all the great things going on with Jeremy Curley. Jeremy, a pleasure, man. Happy Thanksgiving, all that good stuff. Let's do it again. Oh, yeah, anytime, man. I appreciate y'all, man. Y'all stay blessed, man. For sure. Take care. You too. All right. Jets wide receiver Jeremy Curley. You know, obviously he's got big-time money, so that Thanksgiving is probably going to look. Pretty, pretty good. We're going to bring another guy now who's, who's Thanksgiving. Hopefully, will be good. You know, he's working. He's a working man. So, you know, he's, he's, he, he has a working man's budget. So, we'll see if his Thanksgiving will be good as Jeremy Curley. But let's bring him in now. Working man. Working man Williams. Working man. What's going on, Paul? What's up? 
What's up, man? Good to talk to you, brother. Likewise, likewise. Let's get right down to it. I mean, you're a Philadelphia guy, lifelong Eagles fan, born and raised. You love the Eagles. This team is 4-5. and five. Sam Bradford is out possibly for the next two games. Mark Sanchez in. This team, is me- it, it looks mediocre. I mean, you, you get rid of uh, Jeremy Macklin. You get rid of Deshaun Jackson a couple years ago. You get rid of LaShawn McCoy, uh, you know, for Kiko Alonso. Kiko Alonso has not done much. He's been hurt, actually. He's back, but has not done much. Let me ask you right. this. Has, has Chip Kelly, the GM, let down Chip Kelly, the coach? Um, I think that Chip Kelly, the GM, has definitely let down Chip Kelly, the coach. I mean, you can't get rid of proven talent, you know, for unproven talent and expect your scheme or system to just work. That's not, you know, this is not college, you know. Um, these guys are proven talent. You know, you knew what you were getting from Deshaun Jackson. He was going to stretch the field. You knew what you were getting from Deshaun McCoy. Sure, he might have ran a little bit east and west, but he was a, a dynamic back. You know what I'm saying? Um, you don't give up sure. that talent for unproven talent. That's just my opinion. Now let me ask you this, and, and you know, speaking of, of east and west, DeMarco Murray has had a hard time going north and south, you know, and Ryan Matthews, Ryan Matthews actually has looked better than DeMarco Murray. And if you ask me, you know, if we're, if we're taking paychecks away, Ryan Matthews looks like the better back in this system. Do you agree with that from what you saw? I mean, you, you, you watch this team a lot. Yeah, I'm definitely seeing that. Uh, Ryan Matthews is, you know, he's hitting the hole pretty hard. When when DeMarco sure. Murray gets the ball, you know, he's kind of, you know, stutter steps. You know, he had a great offensive line in Dallas. You know, that that that, that went to a lot of his production. Ryan Matthews is running harder. I mean, I saw DeMarco Murray slide last week on a, was, you know, maybe yeah. it was a, a third and one call. I mean, he slid. I, is he a quarterback? I, I don't know. I mean, that kind of – that puts doubt in my mind on how hard he wants to run the ball. I would, I would definitely think taking paychecks away, Ryan Matthews is your guy. Yeah, I, I would totally agree. But only thing with Ryan Matthews over the years and even thus far this year has had a hard time staying healthy. He was concussed uh, against the Miami Dolphins. So, I mean, he's had a hard time staying healthy even when he was with the Chargers. Had a hard time staying healthy. But like you said, he does look like the better back in this system. Four and five the Eagles are. I, I look at the NFC East. I'm not blown away by anybody in the NFC East. I'm not blown away by the Giants. I'm not blown away by the Cowboys. And I'm not blown away by the Redskins. And I look at the Philadelphia Eagles schedule. Buccaneers at the Detroit. Patriots, that Patriots is going to be a loss. The Bills, Cardinals, that's probably going to be a loss. Redskins, the Giants. It's not a daunting schedule. It's it's a manageable schedule. And, what, they're 4-5. and five. I think they'll beat the Bucs. They can beat the Lions. That's six. They can beat the Redskins. They can beat the Giants. They they might be able to squeeze out nine victories, nine eight to nine victories, and that might be enough to win the NFC East. At this point in time, will the Philadelphia Eagles win the NFC East at the end of the day when it's all said and done? It, will this team win the NFC East? Uh, I, I really don't know. I can't. It's hard for me to say. I think Washington's playing really well. Um, I think if we're going to win the East, we're going to have to at least get to nine nine wins. And like you said, New England is probably a loss. Arizona is probably a loss. So they have to win the rest of the games. And the way the kicker is kicking, I mean, the kicker's cost us three games, I think, so far. Um, 
I, I just don't know if the Eagles can can get can get to nine wins. Uh, I want to be optimistic about it, but I just don't know. All right, all right. So and it's going to be difficult for this team to get to nine wins, but we'll see what happens. A lot of football to be played. I want to ask you this now, and I, I know how much you love the sport of basketball, and I know how much you love shooting the basketball. I'm seeing a guy yes, like Steph Curry, you know, 40 points last night. He just goes crazy, shooting 45% from downtown, shooting over 50% from the field. This is a guy who's shooting over 50% of the field but takes 11 three-pointers per game on average. I'm looking at this dude, and I'm saying I'm not prepared to say the best shooter of all time, but I am prepared to say the best shooting, the, the best guy from downtown shooting off the dribble. He's the best shooter off the dribble I've ever seen in the game in NBA history, in my opinion. Do you agree with that? Off the dribble. We're talking uh, off the dribble. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking that Steph Curry might be the best shooter in, in NBA history, to be honest with you. I mean, he, he plays with such, you know, I mean, you look at a lot of guys that are guards in the NBA, you know, it's classically been going to the basket, taking the ball strong. You look at Russell Westbrook, you look at, you know, guards that want to push the tempo, get into your body, be uh, you know, be be more bullies than actual basketball players. When you look at Steph, he's using his mind, he's using his his skill. You ever see Steph Curry go in and get a lot of you know three point plays and ones? Not many. He's using his smarts to outsmart people and his shooting ability to just make them look silly. His handle is ridiculous. He has the top hand in the league. You know, Kyrie Irving's probably, you know, 1A. Um, he's just a phenomenal shooter. He got it from his he got it from his daddy. He got it, honestly. You know, his, his brother Seth, his Seth, you know, they all can shoot. I mean, it's a family trade. Um, Steph Curry is just a phenomenal player. I think he's probably, you know, this is, you know, this scratching the surface right now. So he can get better. I mean, we all thought, we all thought that he wasn't going to be this good you know, coming out of Davidson. Um, I kind of saw it in my, in my own my eyes because, you know, I'm a similar player. I'm probably like Steph, Steph Curry Sr. right now. Um, off but, the dribble? No, I've seen it. Off the dribble. Everything. Everything. Okay. <laughs> you know, I, I know you've seen it firsthand, you know, what I can do. The exploit. Not off the, not off the, not the way Steph does it off the dribble. That I mean that's you know how I mean you know how difficult you know how it is shooting the basket you know how difficult it is to shoot a three point shot off the dribble the way Steph Curry does it, it's all it's, with his with, go ahead go ahead I would invite you to go to my Instagram and you can find out for yourself <laughs> let me let me ask you this though you you look at Steph Curry with that handle with that shot I don't want to say he's unguardable but is he close to unguardable I mean when you, when you have that kind of handle and you got that type of range. You become pretty hard to guard. Paul, you're exactly right. I mean, he is unguardable. If you don't have to worry about the basketball, he never worries about the basketball. He can come down and survey the floor. He can do whatever he wants to do. He can get a layup anytime he wants. He can beat his man one-on-one every single time. So when you don't have to worry about the basketball, the whole court opens up for you. Everything opens up. It makes him better. It makes his teammates better. It makes the Golden State Warriors tick. When he's on the floor, I think they are I, – I don't know the numbers. I was watching the other day, but they're like plus 27. It's, it's, it's like phenomenal when he's on the floor against not being on the floor. And it's funny. I mean, you look at last night. I mean, they went eight for nine from downtown in that fourth quarter. Eight for nine from downtown. I mean, 
that's just, I mean, obviously it's darn near perfect. And you shoot that kind of number, those type of numbers from downtown, you become very difficult to beat. 13-0 at this point, do they eclipse the 96 Bulls and get 72 wins? I think they can get 70. Do I? Do they get it? You gotta, you gotta have health has to be on your side. A lot of things has, a lot of things have to be on your side to get 70. Do they get 70? Um, I'm not gonna say they don't. Here's the thing: injuries are gonna play a big part in this. Uh, I mean, they have a great team. Everybody on that team can shoot the basketball, from Iguodala to Draymond Green, obviously Clay Thompson. You know, the list goes on and on. You name a player, they're shooting a three ball. You know, this team is playing with a lot of confidence. You know, I think they have a chip on their shoulder. They think that, you know, it was a fluke that they beat Cleveland. I mean, I think this is no fluke. They're getting better. This team is young. They're going to be around for the next 10 years together if they can keep this this, this nucleus together. I think they can get 70. I don't think that's even a question. I think that every night they go out to compete, it's more fun than it is a job for them. I think they play together. I think they're like a family, and that's rare in the NBA these days. And also, you look at it, I mean, you talk, I look at this team, they have a chip on their shoulder. And I think the chip is from people saying that, you know, this team didn't necessarily belong there. I mean, maybe they could have lost it. They avoided the Clippers. They avoided the Spurs. Working, man, we got to get out of here. All right, Paul. Take care. Thanks a lot. Working man Williams joining us, giving a working man's perspective on sports. You're listening to Go For It on Block Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Go For It, Donald Faison. Your Knicks have the best chance out east, though. I will say that. The Knicks have the best chance in the Eastern Conference to beat the Miami Heat. And the Knicks have had some success against the Miami Heat in the regular season, but... That doesn't mean anything in the playoffs time. When the playoffs come, it doesn't mean anything. I was trying to throw you a bone, man. I was trying to get your, nah. your hopes up. Come on, man. I'm a realist, <laughs> too, man. <laughs> Actor Robbie Jones. Well, we know that you know. We know that you can tempt married women. We've seen you. You, you have a pedigree. We see what you can do. We've seen it. I would never bring my wife around you. I just don't know what you're capable of. Come on now. Come on now. That's all right. That's not Robbie. That's called butter. All right. Sounds good. Thank you so much. You're very, very good at your job. Thank you, sir. Make it fun. You really do. <laughs> and we're back. BlogTalkRadio.com. Paul Gain here talking sports, having fun doing it. We're going to be joined by a, a guy now, Arizona Cardinals, 7-2 to at this point. Big-time victory in Seattle, 39-32. to They were up 19 to nothing at one point, up 22-7 to at one point. Seattle storms back. Gets the, gets the lead, I should say, but Arizona closes the game the way big-time teams close football games, and they closed it big time, and they got the W, 39-29. to 29. They're 7-2 and two right now, and such a huge game against the Seahawks. Seahawks win. You know, they're, they're down one game in the standings. Now they lost. They're down three games. Huge victory by the Arizona Cardinals, and this team is, is maybe the best team in the NFC. We're going to bring in a guy who's a part of that. Defensive tackle for the Arizona Cardinals. Let's bring him in, Rodney Gunter. Rodney. Hey, how you doing? How are you, man? 
I'm doing good, man. Doing life, man. Each and every moment, man. I'm blessed to be a part as of As you party. should, man. As you should. You got a good life right now. You guys are seven and two, as we said last week against the Seahawks. You were down nineteen and no- you were up nineteen to nothing. You were up twenty-two to seven. But Seattle, as we said, they came on back in that fourth quarter, took the lead. When Seattle took that lead, what was the mindset of your team at that point? I mean, our mindset was like, whoa. It's a great team on our hands, but we never gave up. We kept fighting. You know, the offense came as you know as a unit. We started striking the all centers. The defense kept fighting, kept forcing like you know, great position, great position for the offense to be in to make a play. And and you you made a bunch of your offense made a bunch of plays, and especially Carson Palmer, three hundred and sixty three yards, three touchdowns, and even a little pelvic thrust as well. Talk about the performance of Carson Palmer. Hey, he's a great quarterback, man. Probably one of the best quarterbacks in the league right now, you know, top five. He's a great player, man. He's a smart, you know, educated player. He's a, he's a player of the game, you know. Like, he he knows what, like, his progression, you know, before the play start, where this lot of people are going to be open or, you know, pushing this way. He's just a great player, man. For sure. And, and you know, obviously – he did get fined for that pelvic thrust. You you agree with that fine? Uh man, I don't know, man. I hate fines. You know, I'm only a rookie, so <laughs> I can't afford <laughs> no fines. <laughs> I'm just trying to be fine free, you know. For sure, for sure. So maybe you shouldn't say much about this subject. You want to stay fine free. <laughs> We're talking to Cardinals defensive tackle Rodney Gunter, and, and Rodney, you know, obviously playing against a quarterback like Russell Wilson. You you got to watch a lot of things, and one of the things you have to watch is his ability to get outside the pocket. What, what is the mindset? At, what is your mindset going up against a guy like Russell Wilson? Well, my mindset going against Russell Wilson was, you know, hey, he's he's an athletic quarterback. He can run. He can beat you with his hand. He also has, you know, quite a stiff arm, you know, for his size. His size, you know, also, you know. He's he's a he's a hard he's a hard player. Man. He, he works hard. You know he's pretty smart. You know, and it's, it's hard to bring him down. He, he gives you a fight. For sure, for sure. And he's big time, and has been big time over the past few seasons. Now I, I look at this game, and obviously there was talk about you guys coming into your coming into this game, and talk about the schedule that you guys played. And, and you know the talk is maybe you guys haven't beaten. Elite football teams. I mean, you're beating the Saints, the Niners, the Bears, Rams, Lions, uh, the, the Ravens, the Browns. We're not talking about big time football teams, but you you won in Seattle, big time game in Seattle. You got it done. Was 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 that a statement game for you guys? Yes, we had to prove a lot of dollars wrong, you know, because you know they said that our schedule wasn't the best schedule, but if you look at it, man, you know the team we beat. We kind of impose our will, you know, so to speak, on teams we beat, you know. But this was a statement game because this is a divisional game. The Cardinals was, I mean, the Seahawks was a championship Super Bowl last year, you know, back to back. It was a statement game. The Seahawks is a great team, man. I don't know what's going on. The records don't show it, but that's a great team. One of the best teams in the NFL, period. Okay, okay. And, and, you know, you're you're nine games into your rookie season in the National Football League. What's been the biggest difference for you going from college to the NFL? Well, 
Oh, man. The biggest difference was, you know, just taking care of my body, you know, eating the right okay. thing, you know, getting massage once a week. You know, I didn't have that nutrition, you know, I didn't have that health because I was just going, you know, going by anything in college, you know. I didn't get, take care of my body. I can take care of my body now. Right. So it's it's all about the nutrition is, is totally different now. Yes. Okay. All right. We're talking to Arizona Cardinals defensive tackle Rodney Gunter. And, again, nine games into the season for you. Are, are you happy with what you've done to this point? Uh, I would say I'm happy but not satisfied because I spent most okay. of myself. I just want to be great. I want to be great. No, I, I wanted to be, you know, the rookie of the year. I'm still trying to fight, you know. And I'm still, you know, still trying to be, be great, you know. <laughs> for sure, for sure. And, you know, nine games into the season, and, you know, you're you're in the NFL. So, so far, so good for Rodney Gunter. And I want to ask you this now. you got the Bengals coming to town, another Sunday night football game, another game against a very good football team, the 8-1 and Cincinnati Bengals, a, a, a big-time football team at this point. They came off a tough loss against the Houston Texans. The offense was not very good. But uh, doing doing your film study, what have you seen from this Bengals offense? Hey, watching film, the Bengals offense, you know, they have a lot of weapons. Man. You know, from Robinson core, they have two two good running backs. Andy Dalton is a pretty solid quarterback. And also, man, they, they run a lot of screens, zone. They try to get you out to, you know, actually play, you know. Try to beat you sideline to sideline. Also, it's it's a it's a crazy offense. I never never seen. <laughs> and so you look at this offense. You look at this this team that you're playing. What do you feel like that you obviously every defense you want to stop the run. But other than stopping mm-hmm. the run, what do you feel like you need to take away from this team, this team, this Cincinnati Bengals offense in order for you guys to be effective? Uh. First things first, like you said, we must start the running game. We got to attack the line scrimmage. We got to get first. We got to get Andy Dalton out of this game. We don't want to get started right away because if you get started right away, you be a long game for boys. So we want to, you know, create, you know, a lot of pressure on Andy Dalton. We want to take him out of this game early. Hello. Hello. Yeah, I thought we lost you. You're. Hello. Yeah, do we still have you? We still have you. Okay, all right, all right. So you you look at it, and now the Bengals, like we said, they're big time. They're coming to town, and if you win this game, obviously it's a big statement game for the Arizona Cardinals. Let's talk about in the NFC. you got the pa- the Panthers, who are undefeated at this point. The Minnesota Vikings are 7-2. The Green Bay Packers are slumping. Is yeah. the Arizona, are, are the Arizona Cardinals – the best team in the NFC, in your opinion? Hey, in my opinion, man, no doubt about it, we the best team in the NFC. You know? Man, when it comes to record, probably not the best team, but, you know, if you look at them games, we lost some games, you know, like close, close games. You know, we lost games to assignments, uh, arrows, you know, just it wasn't – some guys made a mistake, you know, not having a gap. It was a few, few like, plays was given away, you know, Defense, you know, they just those two games. We should be on the right now. Okay. So, so you feel like you, you, when it's all said and done, you feel like you guys have the best team in the NFC when it's when it's all said and done. Record aside. Yes, sir. 
Yes, sir. Let me ask you this, and, and you know, 7-2 at this point of the season, is this what you expected from this football team? Uh, of course I expected that. You know, I expected they have a great record because we got a great talent on our team, man. It's just great, great group of guys, you know, offense, defense. We all just won. We just a hard team to stop. It's a great team. We got drafted to the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> We're talking to Cardinals defensive tackle Ronnie Gunter, Bruce Arians. I mean, he, you see the hats and everything. He seems like a cool guy. What, what is it like playing for Bruce Arians? Oh, man, Bruce Arians, he's a, he's a great, great, straightforward guy. You know, he don't, he don't take any, you know, bull on one pass or anything. He don't take any unnecessary stuff. He can tell you straightforward. Right. No matter no matter if you're a 10 year vet, or you are you know, all pro or rookie, teach you all the same, you know. He's, he's okay. a great coach. He, he has a great offensive mind. He's a great Let coach. me ask you this. Great coach, obviously, he's getting it done for you guys. Got it done last season for the Cardinals. Getting it done this season for the Arizona Cardinals. Let me ask you this, man. You you, you defied a lot of things to get to this point. You, you overcame a lot of things to get to this point. You only played one season in high school. You played at Dell State, small school, and you found your way to the NFL. When you wake up in the morning, can you believe where you're at today? Uh, I mean... It's hard to believe, but it's not hard to believe, <laughs> so okay. to speak. But uh, I say that because, you know, I came a long way, man, from playing one year in high school. I'm very blessed. Man. I was the right. only guy drafted, you know, in the conference. I came from a small school, Delaware State. Not many guys get a chance to get drafted, but it's been a long way, man. Like, I wake up in the morning to get things got. You know, just like, wow, you know, I'm just, I just feel accomplished, man. I did it a lot, to get where I'm at right now. For sure, for sure. There's not too many people. Not too many people get to the NFL. Period, and not too many people get to the NFL from 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 Delaware State. So that's big time Mm -hmm. for for you. Let me ask you this now. You're a big guy. We got Thanksgiving coming up. Six five, three hundred plus pounds. What does a brother like you eat on Thanksgiving? What's that Thanksgiving plate look like? Hey man. <laughs> it's full of turkey, macaroni and cheese, collard greens. <laughs> I'm getting me started, man. You got me so hungry now. I want to get some turkey. <laughs> I mean, but you know, Thanksgiving, you know, next week. But at the same time, I got to watch my weight, watch what I eat because I'm cheesy. You know, it'll be good to have a home cooked meal, home cooked meal for my mom. But you know, my mom is poor right now, so she's gonna enjoy Thanksgiving back home, and I'm gonna enjoy it here. You know. My teammates okay. and my coaches. You can't you can't splurge for one day. Hey, I, I can splurge for one day, but you're talking about Thanksgiving, man. you got a pumpkin pie, you got dessert, you got dinner, you got you know, dinner rolls, you got appetizers. Hey, Thanksgiving we see it all. <laughs> <laughs> How about chitlins? You gonna have some chitlins on Thanksgiving? Uh, chitlins, man. <laughs> hey. I'm going to stay with pork. I'm stay away from pork. My grandma, you know, she's not tipping. She's tipping. I come home and put it down there. It's great. <laughs> so, fans, make sure you go out and support this man. Hit him up on Twitter at KingRod90. Support his journey. Support him throughout the course of this NFL season. And if you're a fan of the Arizona Cardinals, make sure you support them as well. 
Ronnie, a pleasure, man. Wish you nothing but the best of luck moving forward. Can't wait to do it again. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me on the show, man. Problem. Take care. Rodney Gunter, defensive tackle for the Arizona Cardinals. And, you know, you, you look at the Arizona Cardinals now and 7-2 football team, a, a team that, you know, Rodney believes is the best team in the NFC, period. And uh, and I look at this football team and I, I look at Carolina, they're 9-0, and but, you know, I think Rodney has a legitimate argument. I know Carolina is undefeated, but I, I think Rodney has a legitimate argument. I think this, this Arizona team is very good on the defensive side of the ball. Carson Palmer is playing at a high level. you got those wide receivers, uh, Fitzgerald and, and Floyd. you know, you got the running game, Chris Johnson, Ellington, not bad. And, and I just look at this football team, and I'm saying this is a championship. This looks like a championship-caliber football team if Carson Palmer can continue to play the way he's playing. And if Carson Palmer, you know, health, we have to discuss health. He and, and this team, actually, you look at Arizona, this team last season looked the part. They looked the part last season. But the thing was, you know, Carson Palmer, and, and you know, he got hurt. And he's he's playing up against his former team, the Bengals. He got hurt. And him getting hurt obviously derailed the season that the Arizona Cardinals were about to have, possibly. I mean, 23 touchdowns at this point, only seven interceptions, you know, 2,700 yards at this point in the season. You know, at this point, he he might be looking at 5,000 yards if if he can continue up this type of pace. He's playing some big-time football. He's playing some big-time football. The Cardinals are playing big-time football. This is a team you're going to have to watch out for moving forward. Chris Johnson's running the ball pretty good. And like I said, those wide receivers are a beast. Fitzgerald and, and, and Floyd, big wide receivers. You're going to have a tough time beating the Arizona Cardinals. And, you know, fortunately for a lot of teams, last season Arizona Cardinals lost their quarterback. And I was a guy who, who had my questions when it came to Carson Palmer. I was a guy that was not really sure about Carson Palmer. I, I was not sure about Carson Palmer. I've had my doubts about Carson Palmer, but he's, he's, he's proven me wrong. He's proven me wrong for sure, and the Arizona Cardinals have proved me wrong at this point in time, and they're seven and two, and, and now a three-game lead in the NFC West. That's huge. That game against Seattle was huge, and the Seattle Seahawks. I mean, you know, like Rodney said, he doesn't know what's going on in Seattle. I, I'll tell you what's going on. This team on the defensive side of the ball is having a hard time protecting leads. Fourth game, fourth game that they lost a fourth quarter lead. I mean, they're in four and five. If they hold what two of those games, they're six and they're six and three. So if you just hold two of those games, half of it, you cut that number in half, you're six and three, and you're right there with the Arizona Cardinals. So this Seattle team has had a hard time, a hard time protecting leads. Defensively, it's not what it was. When they were winning suit, when they won that Super Bowl, and when they got back to the Super Bowl, and and I tell you this, I tell you this, I'm not I'm not prepared to throw Seattle away. And, and if I'm a team, if I'm everybody else, if I'm the top teams, the NFC, NFC, the the, the Vikings, the, the Cardinals, you, you know, throw the Packers in there as well, even though they're struggling. But if I'm any one of those teams, I'm I'm 
hoping Seattle doesn't make the playoffs because it's still you still got Russell Wilson. You know, maybe I guess with this defense at this point, it's more reputation than 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 actually what they are. But I look at them and they're right there. Well, they're 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 two games behind the Atlanta Falcons. So at this point, I mean, I still think they can get it, and I'm not sure how good the Atlanta Falcons are. You know, they got off to that good start, but they've been struggling of late. But I look at this team, Seattle. It, it, it's now time. It's, it's time for you to start turning this on. It, it's time for you to stop. It, it looked like they were turning around. It, it looked like they were getting back on the good foot. It looked like they were playing Seattle football again. And granted, they did it against. They won their last two games against the San Francisco 49ers and a struggling Callan Kaepernick, and also against the Dallas Cowboys without Tony Romo. But it, it's time now. You got San Francisco coming up uh, two weeks from now. Uh, this week. Two weeks from now. No, this week. I'm sorry. Sunday. Then you got Pittsburgh at Minnesota, at Baltimore, Cleveland, St. Louis, and then at Arizona. It's not going to be hard. It's not going to be easy. That's a difficult schedule down the stretch. At Minnesota, that's tough. At Arizona, it's going to be tough. And Pittsburgh is going to be tough. You know, so there's some tough football games coming up for the Seattle Seahawks. They need to turn this thing around and turn this thing around fast. And they need to get back on the good foot. If not, they're going to be on the outside looking in. It's very difficult, those long runs that they had, you know, getting to back-to-back Super Bowls. It's tough to do. And now it looks like it's going to be tough for them to get back. Again, it might be tough for them to get to the playoffs. Again, two games back behind the Atlanta Falcons. Second hour, go for it. Starts right now. In this hour, we're expected to be joined by Hall of Famer Willie Rofe. J.R. Smith, uh, according to a report, J.R. Smith has been accused of choking a teenager, a New York City teenager. Here's the story. He's been accused of choking a 19-year-old high school student in a Chelsea neighborhood of New York City, according to the Daily News. Smith allegedly confronted the teen, Justin Brown, after Brown had heckled uh, J.R. Smith about being traded from the Knicks last season. The alleged incident happened, uh, occurred around 4 a.m. on November 13th outside of Artichoke uh, Bazil Pizza, outside a pizza pizza joint and near a popular lounge. J.R. Smith still doing that partying. Still out there partying, J.R. Come on, baby. Four o'clock in the morning, nothing good ever happens after midnight. So according to the police report, police sources, I should say, Brown has accused Smith of, of, of check who checked him against the exterior of a building, so knocked him, I guess, into the wall and put his hands around Brown's neck. J.R. Smith is calling these things absolutely false. He tweeted out, don't believe everything that you read. And again, you know, Cleveland said they're aware of it. You know, they're talking to Jared Smith about it. So we'll see. You know, this is also the same spot where, where you know, uh, Chris Copeland got stabbed up and, and you know, Tabo Cephalosha got his leg all messed up, and ultimately he was acquitted. 
And, you know, this was the same spot, the same spot. And, you know, Smith was quoted as saying, for me, I feel like I'm a target every time, so I try to handle myself with care when I'm out and about. It's one of those situations where you're out four in the morning. This is what he said about Chris Copeland. That's what he was saying about Chris Copeland. And, you know, so, well, let's look at it, because now he sounds like a hypocrite on some level. For me, I feel like I'm a target every night. So I try to handle myself with care when I'm out and about. It's one of those situations where you're out at four in the morning. I'm not saying it's Copeland's fault by any means, but when you're out at four in the morning, there's no way you should be walking anywhere. Get in your car, go home, or go wherever you're going. That's one of my cardinal rules. You don't stand outside an event like that. You just get in and go and keep it moving. Well, J.R. Smith, you're out at four in the morning. And when you're out at four in the morning, there's really nothing good can come to that situation. It's just not. I mean, it's not a good situation where you're out four in the morning. I know you're a guy who loves that New York City nightlife. I get it. I, I get it. You know, you love that New York City nightlife, and who doesn't? It's a beautiful time. You know, it's a, New York City is a great town, great town to party in. But you're J.R. Smith. Unfortunately, you've had a reputation of getting it in a little too much when it comes to partying. So now, you know, anytime people hear stories like this, you know, they're 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 going to look at you and say, what are you doing out that late? And what are you doing choking up a 19-year-old? You're a 30-year-old man. And, again, this is all legend. We don't know whether it's true. We don't know whether it's false. We'll just have to wait to see how it all shakes out. But I'm like, look, I'm like, look, J.R. Smith, your reputation isn't good when it comes to being out that late at night. Your reputation isn't good when it comes to you, – you've got to be smarter, man. You've got to be smarter when it comes to what you do after hours. You've got to be. I mean, it's just too much out there. There's too much going on. It's just, you know, you've you got a boatload of money. You've got a lot of haters out there who, who hate you because you make a lot of money, and they don't. You've got a lot of people who are jealous that you play basketball professionally, and they don't. I mean, you've got a lot of people out there who, who feel – you know, have a level of hatred towards you as an NBA player. So if you're a guy like J.R. Smith, dude, you can't be out 4 o'clock in, at night, in the morning, I should say. Nothing good happens that late at night. Well, something good may happen if you, I guess, if you're J.R. Smith and you happen to get lucky. I guess something could happen good for you 4 o'clock at night. But there's a lot of bad. I think the, the, the bad outweighs the good when it comes to J.R. Smith. And I, I think you got to be smarter when you're out and about in public, man. You can't do it. You've got to be smart. You've got to be smart. And, and J.R. Smith, hopefully, I don't know. I mean, he's had a reputation for partying. I know, you know, the reputation, you know, uh, a few years back when he was with the Knicks and, you know, he's partying out there with Rihanna and everything, I guess, hanging out under her umbrella and whatnot. Get it, Ella, Ella. But, I mean, it, it, it's, it's crazy. You know, you're J.R. Smith. You have to be smarter. And hopefully J.R. Smith can get smarter Hopefully J.R. Smith, hopefully this is not true, first and foremost. Hopefully this is not true. You can't be choking up a 19-year-old. You're a grown man, 30-year-old man, and you got to be smarter. you got to be better than that. So we'll see what happens. We'll see, you know, hopefully it's not true. We're going to bring in a guy now, Hall of Famer, did it big throughout the course of his career, hopefully didn't stay out past 4 o'clock, at night during his playing day. Let's bring him in now, Hall of Famer Willie Rose. Willie, 
Well, well, obviously, obviously, if that that was November the thirteenth, they had probably just flown into town. Jr. I read the story. Jr. went out. Uh, you know, and 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 I think that's part of the reason LeBron wanted Joe Johnson there or wanted some other guys because you know Jr. came in the league out of high school. I think uh, Paul. I don't know yeah. what year this is, but it's time to be a pro. It's, it's, it's time to be a pro, Paul. In the playoffs, when they needed him to step up last year in that final series, you know, you know, he didn't show up, and and you know, he shot, he shot, he shot well in the series before. But I think that's p- part of the reason LeBron is a consummate pro, and they'll tell you that LeBron has a gym and has stuff at his house, and then offseason he's like Kobe, constantly working on his game. So when you have a guy like that that's the leader of your team, he expects that from the other guys, just like. Uh, 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 Michael Jordan had the Breakfast Club when he was with the Bulls and Pippen and and, and Ron Harper and those guys to work out with Jordan uh, early in the morning and lift weights and all that stuff. Remember Jordan after after uh, after uh, uh, the Pistons got out, got after him, he started lifting more weights and he benched like two seventy five and and got strong and bulked up. But it's time if if they're gonna win a ring, Jr. is gonna have to play consistent throughout the season. And then going to step it up in the playoffs. I know they're missing Shepard and, and they're missing uh, Kyrie Irving, but Jr. is still in a important league. When they, when they, if they face Golden State again, even with those other guys, that's why Steph Curry is so good. If you watched that game, it was a great game yesterday. But but what's what's, what's so, the reason you can't beat Golden State is because you got Eagle Dower, you got. Uh, um, DeMar Green, who's playing better. You got Barnes. All those guys can shoot the ball, and all of them can put the ball on the floor and go to the hole. So if they're going to sure. compete with those things, they're going to need that scoring. And Jr. has got to mature and understand that he's with a team that's trying to win a ring. He's not with a team that's just trying to have a good year. So everything you do right now with your body – it's going leading up into the playoffs. The way you take care of yourself is going to impact you as the season goes on, and that's what they expect from him. And, and you know, he opted out of that contract and thought he was going to get some more offers, and he would have. But I think his reputation is the reason why he did not get any more. Uh, no, he thought he was going to probably get that Shane Bill Shumper guy about ten a year, but nobody wanted to give him that money because they know his reputation. For sure, and then J.R. Smith hasn't had the best of reputations. And, and the reality is, when you don't have a best, you know, the best of reputation, the people hear this type of story, whether it's true or not true, it's not a good look for you. And I mean, again, well, 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 I, I mean, Paul, and, and I think it's a bogus story because the guy filed a police, police report three days after the incident. So I mean, if, and he had no marks on him. So if Jr. really done something to the kid, I think he would have had some marks on him. Jr. might have said something to him, and supposedly the dude had. The guy was with some with some people, and he got mad because Jr. wouldn't take a picture with him. But if Jr. is with him by himself, you think he's just gonna run up on a dude and, and grab him by the throat? I mean, that doesn't that doesn't make a lot of sense. But what I'm saying is, regardless, it's four o'clock in the morning. It's four o'clock in the morning, and Jr. needs to understand it. He he he's got to be not put himself in these situations for that to be said about him. And you know, like I said, you know, if they're gonna win the ring. They're going to need his shooting, especially to spread the floor when it comes playoff times when they play against some of these good teams. For sure. And and, and speaking of playoff time, a guy who hasn't had a lot of success in the playoffs, Peyton Manning, he's out now with his foot. You know, Obviously, he was awful on Sunday. He did pass Brett Favre, but he was awful on Sunday. 
four interceptions, what, five for 20 for 35 yards. He was awful. And he's been awful throughout the course of this season. Let me ask you a question. Have we seen, and, and you know, I look at it, it's almost like a Brett Favre type of year when Favre came back after that big-time year he had with the Vikings, and that following year he was banged up, he was hurt, and he didn't play good football. Have we seen, I mean, we look at Peyton Manning, nine touchdowns and 17 interceptions. That's Tim Tebow type numbers. That's not the type of numbers we expect from Peyton Manning. Is he done? I'm not going to say he's done. Uh, yeah, he's he's done. I think he should retire to this year. I will say this, Paul. Um, last year, I, I remember. I remember when um, when I went to College Football Hall of Fame 2014, and Peyton was dealing with ankle injuries and this and that. When when your body's going through that, and you think the next year is going to get a little easier, you're 39, 40 years old. It doesn't get easier. And all those injuries that he's been having with these feet and stuff, now he's got plantar fasciitis, that's just a combination of what's going on with his body over the course of these years. He had a real good year last year, and at the end of the year he started falling off. Remember late in the year last year mm-hmm. he was having some problems and was getting hit and was was hurt. And, I mean, he was he almost shut down a few games last year. Um, so I would say this, Paul, they're going to rest Peyton. They need to rest Peyton up to make a run, for him to make a run when it comes playoff time, maybe sit him down a few games. You know, basically the same thing that happened with Elway. If you remember uh, that one year, Elway sat down and, and they had Bubby Brister from uh, Northeast Louisiana, and he came in and played a couple games for Elway. They, they, they're going to set, they're gonna set uh, Peyton Manning down some games. Let him, let him, let him get hit because they're, they're, they're ahead. I mean, the Chiefs can get back in this, in this race, but they're ahead in the division by a few games. Peyton got him off to a great start, even though he was play, he'd been playing bad. At some points during the games, in the third or fourth quarter, he'd been playing better. So I think they need to rest him up, get him as healthy as fresh as they can for that playoff push, and, and make sure that they, you know, if they don't get home field, make sure they they got to be at least ten and six or you know eleven and five so they can get in the playoff hunt. But they need to rest him up and have him as fresh as they can for the playoff run, and and then. Um, see what he can do in the playoffs, and he needs to make a run at it this year. I, I will say this, he'll never – he won't be able to make it through another season again. So I think it's better for no. him probably just to walk away after this year. But I think he does have a little bit in the tank, but it's just a matter of how they maintenance, maintenance his body and see how he feels. But he's going to have to miss some games so he feels better come playoffs time to make that push. And I mean, hopefully that kid can play – play well against uh, the Bears this week, and that's a big game because, you know, John Fox was pissed off with the way they ran him out of town, and then they got the Patriots the next week. And I know they want Peyton to play in that game against the Patriots, but I think the more you can rest Peyton, the better, and, and, and save him and save them legs for the playoffs, and, you know, with that with them feet. I mean, if he if his feet are hurting where he can't get his body into that throw paw, then obviously you see what happens. He, he has no, no, no zip on the ball. And, and, he, and he's not going to be productive. So you need to get his feet feeling as good as he can and let him get ready to make this run this run, and try to get a ring this year and walk away. And But we'll, we'll see how it plays out. But I do think this is last year. I think he's done. I mean, I, you talked about John Elway. John Elway that season, 22 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. So he didn't hurt his football team. I'm looking at Peyton Manning. He's played in nine football games at this point, two, four, six, eight, nine football games, all right? So out of those nine football games, 
he's had multiple interception games in five of the nine games. And he's had an interception at least in each game. He has had at least one interception in all nine games. And I'm looking at this. You know, we saw at the end of last season, and we're seeing it now. I think he's done. I think he's done. I think he, you know, maybe he'll come back, uh, you know, maybe healthier. But I think he's done. I mean, he's 39 years old. Obviously, he's having a hard time staying healthy. And, And obviously, he's having a hard time protecting the football. You, I mean, five for 20. And I know, you know, the foot, I know that there's an injury there, but five for 20 and uh, and four interceptions. I mean, he's almost, he had more, it almost had more interceptions than completions. I mean, I think he's done. And, and you know, I think we've seen the best of, Bre- of uh, Peyton Manning, and I think it's we're seeing a season similar to what Brett Favre had when he came back with the Minnesota Vikings for that final season. You know, at some point, the body says it's enough. And I think at this point, the body is telling Peyton Manning that, you know, the mind might be still there and sharp and everything, but at the end of the day, you don't have it. You don't have it anymore. And I think the Denver Broncos, while they have a championship-caliber defense, they don't have a championship-caliber quarterback. And I, I don't think this team can do much in the playoffs because – of Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning is not helping them. He's hurting them. I mean, not if, well, if he... Go ahead. Paul, but, but, but it's still Peyton Manning. If, you, if, if Peyton Manning has some weeks to sit down and his body starts feeling better, and, and you know what I'm saying? You, got, you can't just blame it all on Peyton Manning. You bring in Gary Kubek that changes the whole system that basically is a different system. That's the same system that, that, that Mike Shanahan ran, and it's more about running the ball and play action. That system is built on bootleg and running the ball, play action, and remember when they used to throw it down the field to Rod Smith over the top late in game. That's the same system John Elway ran. So part of it is the system he's running. You bring that system in and change the system with a quarterback that, 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 at that age and he used to run in the, the, the other system, well, yeah, it's going to take him a while to adjust to it, and it's harder for him to do that. He, You know, him bootlegging and all that stuff with the feet he's got in his legs, he's 39 years old, Paul. He can't do that system as well. So I'm not blaming it all on Peyton. I'm saying some of it is the system they're running through that's not helping him, and he's trying to adjust to the system. He, now, he has thrown some bad passes with the linebacker and them, and them faking, they're faking that blitz and dropping, dropping off in that zone coverage, and they got him, and they've been getting him this year. Now, some of those, you know, he's been in the league too long to throw some of those interceptions. I understand that. But what I'm saying is he's going if his body's not feeling good and he's out there trying to play, Paul, Mentally, he's trying to do it, but he can't overcome it because mentally he's trying to say, I can do it, I can do it, but his body's not letting him do it. So what I'm saying is if if you have a fresher Peyton Manning come playoff time, I still think he can make a run this year. I think he's done. I'm not arguing with you as far as after this, but but he's got to fight through it this year, Paul. You can't quit in the middle of the football season. They still only lost one game. So I don't think Peyton is going to – play this bad. I think he's going to play better. I think he, he's played about as bad as he can play, and I think he's going to play better, but he needs to rest up. So you're telling, you're you're saying, okay, I, I, they lost two. They lost two games at this point, but you're saying, okay, that he rests up, he gets healthier than he was. You're saying that the Denver Broncos still can make a run because if you look at it right now, we look at it right now, and we don't know how well Brock Osweiler is going to be. 
But we look at it right now. Cincinnati's 8-1. and one, New England's 9-0. and oh. So at this point, if the season were to end today, those two teams would have the bye. So you're talking about Denver now. They would get a home playoff game because they're probably going to win the, NFC, uh, the AFC West. They would get a home playoff game, but they got to play that extra game, and then that next round they got to go on the road. You're saying, okay, let me ask you this. Is this. Can they get to the Super Bowl with Peyton Manning as their quarterback? If they got to go to New England, it's going to be tough. If New England gets home field, it's going to be tough. If 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 Peyton Manning is rested, and if they get if because you got a, you got you got your boy with a bad with a back situation too, that he's about done. Um, Demarcus Ware. If Demarcus Ware is back healthy, and then you got Von Miller and you got Shane Ray and the other guys coming up, coming off with them, coming up playing well and getting better with that defense, yes, they can. But Peyton Manning is not going to be able to turn the ball over like he's been turning it over. Well, if Peyton Manning can limit the, play, to limit the turnovers, I'm not saying he's got to throw for 300, 400 yards a game. If he can limit the turnovers and he can throw for a couple of touchdowns and throw for 200, 250 yards a game and limit the turnovers, I think they can make a run. It just might, It's going to all depend on how Peyton feels. I don't think they have a chance to get to the Super Bowl with that young boy playing quarterback this year. I just don't think he's ready. So I think they should have picked up a veteran quarterback, you know, with that young boy, somebody with some experience like a Michael Vick or somebody else that could have helped them in this situation, you know, uh, try to get Kyle Orton to come out of retirement or something. They, they need, they need, a, they need a, a veteran quarterback to back Peyton up. So when they had this, this issue right now, you got somebody that can come in and play a few games for you. You need a veteran quarterback. That other guy hadn't played enough. He's too young. You, they, they needed to pick up a veteran quarterback that could get, they could spare him a few games. They, the way he in, the way he finished it last year, Paul, you sh- you should have seen that he was going to have a hard time making it through this year. So they should have brought in somebody that, that's a vet that could take the pressure off him when he, when he needs to sit down a few games. Well, it's, it's going to be interesting to see. But I, I think the Broncos are not a. I think they're not a Super Bowl caliber team, and I think it's mainly because of. And you know, I never thought I would say this, but it's mainly because of their quarterback, and that quarterback happens to be Peyton Manning. Okay, but, but, mean, but Paul, you still got the defense, Paul. Who? How many injuries you got on defense right now? Other than other than the um, uh, uh, Marcus Ware is back. They're pretty healthy on defense, correct? Correct. So so, it, it, I mean, we will we will say this. The, the Peyton is probably played. Is, that's not the same Peyton. Peyton Manning can't play any worse than what he's played. Uh, how, how well are they running the ball this year in, in the league? In the stats. How well are they running, running the ball? ball? They're not running the ball. Very they got to well. run the ball. And, 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 no, they ball. They're twenty ninth in the run. I will say this: they're not going to get to the Super Bowl twenty ninth in the run. So no. they got a makeshift line. You got your left tackle who's been hurt the last couple of years, Clay. Has been hurt the last couple of years. You got guys, you know, a makeshift line. And I will say this: let's let's say this. I think Peyton will play better. I think part of the reason Peyton is playing bad is because they can't run the football. If they could establish the run to any extent, they would be able. To, they would be a lot better. And that offense that they run is is is, is set up for running the football and and then using your play action and going down deep. So if you can't run the ball, the system they're running is not going to work. It should be interesting. Like you said, they're not running the ball. 
And I don't think it gets better for Denver, but we'll see. We're talking to Hall of Famer Willie Ruff. Willie, I want to ask you this now. Cam Newton, we, we saw, you know, the, the the woman talking to who wrote a letter. I mean, that's silly, a Nashville woman talking about a letter that she wrote, uh, talking about Cam Newton and him dancing and so on and so forth. Silly to me. But talking about Cam Newton and, and him, you know, doing the first down symbol, doing a lot of dancing and celebrating after, the touch, after touchdowns and things of that nature, Usually not something we see out of our quarterbacks, something we usually see out of running backs, wide receivers, so on and so forth. What's your thoughts on Cam and, and all the dancing? Um, well, you want me to stop dancing, you keep my dance on. I mean, he was dancing and jumping up in the stands at college. Cam's been doing this. He was doing this at, uh, at Auburn the year they won, they won 11 and 0. Not not so much, but I mean, Cam's a passionate player. He, I mean, he's a big guy. He plays hard. He comes to play. He's a big physical guy. You don't want him dancing. Then keep my dance on. I have. I don't really. I I don't really like it. I mean, it's similar to LeBron James. Remember when LeBron was with the Cavaliers the first time, and they used to be over there dancing and doing all that stuff on the sidelines. Now, they, and then they started winning sixty games a year for a couple of years, but. I don't really think I don't really think he needs he's the leader he doesn't need to do that, but that's what he likes to do. So you want him to stop dancing, stop it from scoring, and and stop it from winning. But but the bottom line is he's winning, and uh, and uh, you know people in Carolina don't care if he's dancing not as long as he keeps winning. <laughs> For sure, I mean, but as I mean, as as that was your quarterback, you would have no problem with him dancing. Um. I'm not gonna. Really, what am I gonna say to, to, to you know? what I mean, I'm not gonna tell him to stop dancing if that's what the man wants to do. I mean, right. I, I just think you're you're a leader on the team. You you know maybe you don't need to be doing as much dancing. I mean, but if you if you back it up, I mean, some guys talk and do all that stuff. If they back it up, you you see Steph Curry doing the shimmy shake and doing all that little stuff. He does his little stuff during the game. You got to watch Steph Curry play. But Steph Curry will embarrass you. He talks a lot of trash. And he does his little shimmy shake and does his little, does his little, little, little jaw races during the game. So I mean, it's different on the basketball court. But you watch the game within the game. Guys that are that competitive, they like to show showboat, and and it, it's a show. It's entertainment. So you know, you watched him last night. Steph was shimmy shaking and moving his feet real quick when he got when he got going. And hey, you know, uh, Green, them guys. Yeah, it's a show. People come to see the show. So. You know, if that's what Steph wants to do, he thinks it's entertainment, which it is. He's entertaining. You know, it's part. For, it's, it's a lot of football, but it's entertainment. So, I mean, some people don't like it, but a lot of people do. As long as he keeps winning. And you talk. You even talk about Aaron Rodgers. You can be talk about Aaron Rodgers with him doing his thing. Uh, you know, so I mean, uh, like you said, I mean, it. I guess at the end of the day, it's much to do about nothing. But honestly, I think there is. I think there is a level. Of, there, there is a race. Component to it, I believe, on some level, but we don't. I mean, I mean that's the way I kind of see it. But you know, we'll we'll see. You know what happens moving forward with the team. Cam and the Panthers are off to a good start, nine and zero, and playing some good football. Pa- the the Patriots are nine and zero as well, Willie. I mean, they're playing some big time football. Got it done against the uh, the Giants last week. But now you know Julian Edelman's gone for a period of time. Deion Lewis is gone uh, for the season. Do you think the Patriots will go undefeated? No, I don't think they'll go undefeated. And I think those injuries are going to catch up. Uh, I'll tell you this. 
Gronkowski, uh, he's he's a grown man. I mean, it, I mean, Tom Brady, you know, is what he's what he's able to do. But that Gronkowski, the way he's playing, I mean, he could go down as the greatest tight end to play the game. If he keeps playing the way he's playing, I I, I love watching him play. Um, you know, they're fundamentally sound. I think the injuries are going to catch up with them at some point. But um, it's fun to watch. But I, I just think the injuries are going to catch up with them. The Giants should have won that game. And, uh, and and they've got some injuries too. But, I mean, the Patriots are strong. I, I don't think they're going undefeated this year. But I think they go at least 14-2 uh, and two and probably get home field throughout throughout the playoffs. But it's so you're going to have to go through there to beat them. But uh, I, I think the injuries, the injuries, the, some of those injuries are gonna catch up with him. But uh, that uh, that Gronkowski, uh, he, he's a he's a hell of a football player. For sure, he's big time, and he's gotten it done for the, the New England Patriots. And Tom Brady, you know, another clutch Tom Brady moment, driving the, the Patriots down there, put him in position, kick that field goal, they beat the New York Giants. Willie, pleasure, man. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. All right, and uh, you too. And, uh, we'll just, just give Peyton a little time. Peyton is a competitor, Paul. I understand what you're saying. The kid, he's been hurt the last couple of years. It's hard to let that go, you know, that limelight and, and let it go. And uh, I, I think he's got a little bit left in the tank, but you got to rest him up. you got to rest him up so he can make a run. He, you, he, can't, he can't finish the book like this, Paul. He's got to end it. Ended on the field on a better note. If he ends it, if he ends it on the field and he doesn't play any better, then I will say something. But they got to figure out a way to run the ball football better and give him more of a chance without passing the ball game. He's not going to win if you got him passing all game. He's got, they got to run the ball. But at the end of the day, Willie, I mean, we all want the book to end the way we want the book to end. But unfortunately, sometimes that book has to end a little differently than we would. And I think that's unfortunate, the situation here with Peyton Manning. It's not going to end maybe the way he wants it to end, but he had a great career, and he's a Hall of Famer, and he's one of the greatest quarterbacks to have ever done it. Appreciate it. Thank you. I want to I want to thank Rodney Gunter for stopping by. also want to thank uh, Jeremy Curley for stopping by. You can listen to this show on other great shows, blogtalkradio.com, slash pgant. Listen to this show on other great shows, Follow us on Twitter at Go For Again. Also hit the working man up on Instagram at skills underscore nice underscore AF. For everybody here, go for it. We hope you have a great weekend and a happy Thanksgiving. See you in a couple weeks. See you later. Bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.